0: To Totalis Rankium, this week, Adronicus. Hello, and welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalis Rankium. I am Jamie, and I'm Rob. Ranking all of the
1: emperors from Augustus to Constantine XI, and this is episode 150. That's a milestone, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. It is.
1: And we it's Andronicus, a, Jamie.
0: It is. We should go for a drink afterwards to celebrate.
1: Oh, we totally should. Let's do that. <laughs> right, okay. Well, let's uh let's make this one speedy then, shall we?
0: Yeah. He yeah. lived, he died. Yeah. Ten points.
1: He, yeah. Good, right. See you in the pub, half now? Yeah. Yeah. See ya. Nice. Uh, see you next time. Bye. No, no, Jamie, we've
0: got to do it properly. Oh uh, Fine. That's what the listeners expect, Jamie. That's what they expect. They expect consistency. Yes, that's what they do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Rational decision making, yeah, all, all sorts. Right, um, we're going to do something slightly different this week, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, <gasps> I want. We'll do it to... in mime. <laughs> That'll be fun in an audio podcast. No, okay. I want you, right, to make a list of apobrium crazy for me as we go.
0: Or that sounds like it's going to be a positive episode.
1: <laughs> because I'm telling you now, in the Probium Crasium, I've just written all of the stuff. Like, literally the words, all of the stuff, and uh, I'm hoping you're keeping, a, keeping track of it.
0: Yeah, this, this boat, I like him already, let's put it this way.
1: Okay, let's see. Right, you ready? Yeah. We start in the year 1118. This is the year that Alexios I dies. In this year, a grandson of Alexios was also born, and his name was Andronicus.
0: Baby Andronicus.
1: Oh. Baby Andronicus. His father was Isaac Komnenos. This is the brother of the brand new emperor, John II. So we're, we're deep in the Komnenai dynasty here. Now, we don't know much about um, Andronicus's childhood, but obviously he's the nephew to the new emperor. So it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. He wouldn't have wanted for anything. He would have been well-educated. There'd be lots of purple hanging around, that kind of thing. Nice. He was said to be, as a youth, fun-loving and carefree. Like a hippie? Uh, maybe, maybe he was. At some point, though, what we do know is that he was married. Uh, we don't know her name, but he was married at some point. I'm guessing we skipped quite a few years, though. He, well, he's now an adult, but he's a young adult. OK. We don't know when he got married. Um, we don't know any details at all, but we know that there was a wife at this time. Uh, and we also know that he was trained in military matters,
0: as was common. That, that sounds just more sort of devious. and like, None of the fighting, just, I don't know, like the admin
1: filing. <laughs> well, actually, it's probably not really the fighting, more of the strategic and logistics sides of things. Commanding an army. Okay. Not fighting in the army. The first thing we really know about Andronicus is in his mid-twenties, because Emperor John had just left Antioch. Emperor John, if you remember, left Antioch telling Raymond of Antioch that he would be back next campaign season to do Raymond in. He was coming back for some good old-fashioned revenge, Because Raymond and John fell out, if you remember. It was a while ago, I'll forgive you, but if you're just listening uh, binging through, then you you hopefully will remember this. Um, Yeah, they fell out, John wanted to take over Antioch, Raymond was kicking up a fuss, Um, he forced Raymond to be on side. With the Emperor, but um eventually Raymond went, "No, no, not doing it anymore, so John said, "Fine, I'll be back for you, but then John then died embarrassingly in a hunting accident. he got a with- scratch, oh yeah, 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 and it just it went yeah. it went bad, it went wrong, I mean, things do back then, don't they? yeah, exactly, so he died, but if you remember on his deathbed, he announced that his youngest son, not his elder son but his youngest, Manuel, would succeed him. Manuel sent his father's best friend, Axelch, back to Constantinople to arrest his brother. And then Manuel heads back towards the capital, a bit slower. What I didn't say at the time was that Andronicus was with him at this point. So Andronicus is going back with his cousin, Manuel, who
0: has just become the emperor. So he's officially written down now. He was here. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was there. In, in, in the book, it was written in, do they put like a box around his name as well because he's about to be emperor?
1: No, unfortunately, they don't. They should have oh. done. They should. Make um, it a lot easier. But- It would have made things easier. That should just be a standard thing, shouldn't it? Yeah, Um, yeah. Uh, Andronicus is there. Uh, He gets into some trouble on the way back to Constantinople, though, because he goes hunting, and hunting is dangerous back then. I mean, John's just died in a hunting accident. You would have thought they'd have learnt, learnt their lesson, wouldn't you? But no. Oh, let's go out and kill more things. What's the worst thing you think that could happen whilst hunting? You die. Apart from death. You get really injured. No, he didn't get injured. He was kidnapped. By a bear? By a bear, yes. A bear, wow. two stags and a whelk.
0: That's impressive. Yeah. That's, that's quite the crew.
1: <laughs> it is. Terrorised the region, <laughs> they did for years. It was awful. But then, the bear, the two stags and a whelk, sold Andron of uh, to a group of Turks, Saljuk Turks that happened to be in the area. And, uh, yeah, they the, the Turks realised having a member of the royal family, we'll we get, get top dollar for this guy, we will, they said, yeah. to each other.
0: It's like Caesar and the Pirates. Yeah, exactly. Or Augustus and the Pirates, whoever it was.
1: It was Caesar. But yeah, 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 exactly. So, great. We've got a royal. Let's let's make loads of money. So they quickly sketched out a note saying something along the lines of, Dear Manuel, we've got your cousin. Cough up all the cash. And then you'll see him again. Yeah. Manuel received word that a ransom was being demanded for the return of his cousin. And what do you think he did? said no. Yeah, there's no time for this, he said I'm off to Constantinople, I'm worried my brother's going to try and take over the throne So I need to get back So off they went, leaving the Turks feeling a little bit annoyed And uh, Andronicus feeling even more annoyed, as you can imagine
0: See, that's quite funny
1: I just realised, I, I missed a quote, Jamie, in my notes, which usually wouldn't be a big deal, but I really like the way Nyketus writes, so I'm just going to tell you. But Andronicus and his friend were hunting, and i quote here, Stalking game. They themselves fell prey to the hunters of men.
0: <laughs>
1: Referring to the bear, the two stags and a whelk I'm guessing the that the leader here. Oh, he's I think the, so. He's the brains.
0: I think he's also the silent type the deer, like, what, what's the whelk say? Oh no,
1: he's angry. <laughs> you, you don't even notice that the whelk's there. You think you're being kidnapped by a bear and two stags. Yeah. But then, when the stags are deciding whether to, like, cut you up and bury you, because the ransom's not being paid, and yeah. you're squirming, and you restraints, and you look over and realise who the hell's that in the corner? They're just like a large rock with a whelk on top. Yeah. No one, no one sees it move. It just... No. It, it's just it's gone. Just, it's just there. And yeah. then the, the, you realise the stags are actually looking over at the whelk, like... To, to get non-verbal cues of what to do next. Ter- Terrifying stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good job he's now with the Turks and not with the, uh, the Walk crew. Anyway, Manuel heads back to Constantinople to uh, become the Emperor. Andronicus spends a year imprisoned by the Turks. A year. A whole year. A year later, there was some fighting in the area, and uh, the people who held him were defeated by the Roman forces. So, more coincidence than anything, he is freed. That's good. And he heads on back to the capital, where his cousin had managed to establish himself. So he gets there. Cheers Manuel, Emperor, for uh, helping me out there. Much appreciated, he said. And uh, then he settles into the court, living the life of a Roman noble.
0: That's nice, that's pretty swish. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's, he's been in captivity for a year, but he's out oh, yeah, now, I mean. and everything's rich and dandy again, everything's good. Oh, yeah. There is some suggestion that he was unhappy with Manuel at this point, after being abandoned, but there's nothing really solid in the sources to say they'd fallen out at this point. They seem to be on friendly enough terms. And then the next we hear from Andronicus is in his mid-30s. So about, about ten years pass. If you remember, the region of South Anatolia was sort of held by the Armenians at this point. Fair enough. And their current ruler was Prince Thoros. Have
0: you mentioned him before?
1: Yes. I just didn't mention Andronicus because I've been waiting for this episode to tell his story in one go because he keeps popping up. So I will keep mentioning things that you half recognise and saying things along the lines of Andronicus was there. Um, Yeah, Prince Thoros was uh, in charge at this time. And he swept into the region. He defeated the Roman governor in battle and started to set up shop so Manuel sent out none other than his cousin Andronicus to sort it out. This was Andronicus's moment to shine. Yes. Yes, it was embarrassing. He would got kidnapped, but he was out now. And um, yeah, he was going to prove himself on the field of battle, wading through the enemy's blood. And it started off quite well. Andronicus looked like a force to be reckoned with. Thoros sent word to him, offering truce. It's so like, let's let bygones be bygones. Uh, but no, Andronicus was having none of this. So he charged after where he thought Thoros was camping, um, and it turned out that uh, Thoros wasn't camping there. He was actually camping around the corner behind, uh. behind that hill which they'd just walked past.
0: Oh, that's not good
1: no no that's not good that's that's what we call an ambush in military circles
0: it is. do you think that they, they knew it was, was it an intentional ambush or was it kind of well this is lucky <laughs> I,
1: I think it was intentional but I, I'd like to think it was just a, a stroke of luck two armies just blundering around until one bumped into the back of the other one Yeah, huge defeat. It it really went badly. Uh, Andronicus returned to the capital with his tails between his legs. Tails? He had two, apparently. Uh, Yeah, he'd achieved nothing, apart from uh, huge embarrassment. And if that's not bad enough, Andronicus then started to upset the Emperor Manuel in other ways. It's bad enough that he, like, lost a battle, but he was about to do something to really annoy Manuel.
0: What does he do? What does he do? What does he do?
1: Well, Manuel had a niece. Oh. (laughs) And this niece was called Eudocia. And it soon came out that Andronicus was really getting to know Eudocia quite well. Yeah, yeah. They were up all night doing Latin lessons, they were.
0: They were. A lot of Roman tongue to learn.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure why they're bothering to learn Latin. I mean, they speak Greek, but that's why that's why they've got to learn it. Obviously, <laughs> they wouldn't of be course. learning Greek, would they? That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, if uh, it's Manuel's niece, then that also meant that Andronicus was cousins with Eudocia, so they are cousins getting to know each yeah, other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Manuel made it very clear he was not happy about this. How dare you sleep with my niece? <sighs> Uh, However, Andronicus pointed out quite loudly and in front of other people that he was just following the lead of his emperor. Of course, yeah. Because, at this time, Manuel was getting to know the sister of Eudocia.
0: Okay.
1: His own niece.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. In Um, fact, um, Andronicus said subjects should always follow their master's example and (laughs) two pieces from the same factory normally prove... Equally acceptable. way. Oui. Oh. Yeah, I mean, those, that, that's not really what you should be saying, but Andronicus no. said it. Yeah. When Manuel heard this, he wasn't best, please. No, no. But Andronicus pointed out that it's better to sleep with your cousin than your niece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got a point. Uh, but again, Manuel wasn't happy with this. Uh, you, no. As you can see, uh, things have soured between the two cousins.
0: Well, they're gonna.
1: They are. So, yeah. Things are frosty. His flagrant affair also angered the family of his wife. You remember, obviously, he has a wife. We just don't know her. Oh, name. yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. And
1: he wasn't being subtle about this. I mean, they were doing it all over the place, apparently. Just... Uh,
0: in the bed. Marshall yeah,
1: bed. in the bed, out the bed, under the bed, beside the bed. Through the bed. Oh, <laughs> interesting. So, yeah, his, his wife's family were not best pleased. And also, other family members of Eudocia... Not just Manuel, but other royal family members. Yeah. Generally, no one was very happy about this. It was well, just wrong. Not. It was bad enough they were doing it, but he was going around the palace gloating about it. Essentially,
0: what? I just kept like, doing yeah, that doing sort the of fist thing. pump thing. And, yeah. I mean,
1: it's just inappropriate, Andronicus. Really I mean, inappropriate,
0: especially during the buffet. Yeah, family during grandmother's buffet.
1: funeral. I mean, yes. it's, it's not good. Gave her one as well. Would not surprise me. Um, several plots were hatched against Andronicus at this time, because uh, a lot of people did not like him. He was far too um, smarmy, smug. But Andronicus, if we can believe our source, Nicetus, uh, was far, far too clever for anyone who hatched a plot against him. And I'll quote her. As was to be expected, insidious plots and clandestine intrigues were hatched against Andronicus while others were contrived in the open. But Andronicus swept these away like so many spider webs and scattered them about like children's playthings made of sand. Relying on his manliness and the fact that he surpassed his enemies in mother wit to the degree that irrational creatures are inferior to rational ones.
0: See, that's quite funny just almost laughing them off. They can't yeah. get me. Look uh, apparently, at the size of my...
1: Ball. <laughs> well, apparently, Andronicus was just too clever for everyone. He he swanned around the palace making inappropriate jokes, doing inappropriate things, saying things about the emperor that no one would dare say, but he's just he's too clever. He gets away with it. And a lot of people hate him. <laughs> I don't know if you... Uh, if you've seen the new Marvel series that's just started of Loki. I've seen the first
0: episode. Oh, is it yeah. like
1: Loki? This is the impression I start getting of him. We'll <gasps> see if you, you agree. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, I get the impression. that's all I can think now. Yeah, I really get a sort of Loki-esque impression of him. Anyway, one night, while on campaign, members of Eudocia's family surrounded the tent that Eudocia was in because they knew that Andronicus had snuck in there for a little bit of... How, how's your... How's your uncle, probably? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So they surrounded the tent. They were going to storm in, they were going to catch them at it, and they were going to kill him, probably. However, Eudocia was aware of the plot. As Nicetus says incredibly sexistly, contrary to the nature of women, Eudocia was quick-witted. Yeah. Bad Nicetus. Misogyny of the Romans. Anyway, um, Eudocia realised that her family had had spotted him come in the tent, so she put together a plan to help him escape. She told Andronicus what the plot was. He was going to dress up as a woman, her maid in fact, and then she would loudly call her maid's name and ask for a lantern. Andronicus then would be able to leave the tent and simply walk past the surrounding men. Yeah? Simple plan? It's a classic?
0: It is. I mean it dis- yeah, disguise, distraction. Yeah? But we. I- it- I'm now picturing him with a massive beard. Well, yeah, there is that problem. And six for eight.
1: <laughs> well, uh, Andronicus didn't like this idea. Because if it went wrong, there was a very good chance he would be caught and dragged in front of the emperor dressed as a maid, and that would not do his image any good whatsoever.
0: I mean, if there were of the the, the, the trap beforehand, just don't go into the tent. That's not Andronicus's way. Oh,
1: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> And besides, he's got a better plan, he said, probably with a smile and a glint in his eye. Is he just going to continue?
0: No. How would you escape? Don't know. Maybe maybe have the wives of the guards in there as well. (laughs) Just to cause more chaos. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, he doesn't do that. Um, He says he's got a better plan, and with that, he pulled out his sword. Um... He slashed the tent... And just ran through the hole in the side of the tent and vaulted the fence that was right next to the tent. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Then he ran into the darkness. Oh, the yeah. surrounding men, completely taken unaware, they were all watching the f- opening flaps of the tent. They weren't expecting someone to literally run through the side of the tent, vault over a fence, and just leg it. Uh, yeah. And they lost him almost immediately.
0: <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> is that my wife in there? <laughs>
1: However, they had another plan. If they couldn't catch Andronicus in the act, instead, what they were going to do was they were going to slander him. There was a rumor that Andronicus was secretly talking to the Hungarians about the possibility of a coup. Now, I mentioned they're out on campaign; they were fighting the Hungarians at this point. So he's talking to the enemy, plotting Manuel's downfall, and he's planning to make himself emperor. This rumor was suddenly spread around a lot. A lot of people were suddenly talking about this rumour. Now, who knows how true this rumour is? It could well be true. Maybe it was just made up by Eudocia's family. Uh, But sure enough, soon it reaches the ears of Manuel. Manuel was very quick to believe this rumour. Andronicus apparently was constantly outspoken, and I quote here, about the fact that he excelled most men in bodily strength. His perfect physique was worthy of the empire said Andronicus a lot, apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did he speak about himself in the third person? Oh maybe <laughs>
1: Possibly. Did. So so essentially here Andronicus quite often just talked about how his rippling pecs meant that uh, he would make a better emperor.
0: Oh. Yeah. Look, they're all oiled. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like look, just everyone just look look at me and tell me I wouldn't be a good emperor. Look, I can make them jump independently. Uh, so Manuel wasn't best pleased. With Andronicus in general after the uh. whole cousin thing and after the pointing out that he was sleeping with his niece and uh, rumour that he was plotting to overthrow him and, well, believed it. So he summoned Andronicus to his tent uh, and Andronicus arrived in front of the emperor realising too late that it was a trap. He was slapped in chains immediately. He was then taken all the way back to Constantinople where he was thrown in a prison cell in a tower in the palace.
0: That says him right.
1: <laughs> well, for the next four years, he was incarcerated. He was not treated well, apparently. Don't think cushy house arrest here. Think no. cell manacles. Can he still work out, though? Possibly, but he, he's, he's got fetters round his, his legs. He's in chains. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, in chains constantly in a cell. But he doesn't give in. That's not Andronicus's way. Because after four years of being in the cell, a guard unlocked the door with food for Andronicus.
0: The cell was empty. Did he do a Shawshank Redemption? Yes. He dug a tunnel? Yes. Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, you got it in one. (laughs) I'll quote here. Their guest was nowhere to be found. The guards searched the cell to see where the man of many wiles might have broken through or pierced the walls to make his escape, but nothing whatsoever had been damaged. Neither door pivot nor jams, nor even the gate's threshold, neither ceiling nor the inner cell, neither the iron-bound skylight. Or anything
0: else. Neither the Rita Hayworth poster on the wall.
1: <laughs> Still
0: in <laughs> well, place. <laughs> yeah, as much as
1: I said yes, it was a Shawshank Redemption. It, it was better than this because, uh, I mean, there's no poster on the wall. They checked everything. He is just puff. gum. Is it like
0: mortar out the bricks, bricks, and
1: pump back on as you got it. you've got it. But they checked all the walls and the ceilings and everything. The floor. Floor. He's in a tower. He's not in a cellar. Oh. He's in a tower. At some point, Andronicus realised that there was an
0: unused passageway under his cell. He's probably been going out every night and coming back again. <laughs> <in> the <morning.
1: laughs> well, the floor was made up of bre- baked bricks, apparently. It took him a very long time. Um Four But years. he he used his hands to hack away at the mortar.
0: Well, you can. You can diffuse your fingernail. You can scratch yeah. the
1: mortar away. Eventually, he managed to prise one brick out, and then another, and then another, and every single morning, he placed them back, hiding his escape attempt.
0: That is amazing.
1: At last, it was all ready. He squeezed through, and then replaced the bricks behind him, so it looked like he'd just vanished. Nice. Manuel was out of the city at this time. If you remember back to his episode, he's having the tourney competition, where there was a full-on medieval jousting competition, but it seemed like a bit of a free-for-all, where everyone was just smashing each other over the head with lances. Fun. Yeah, Manuel's doing that at this time. Um, So, instead, the Empress was told. Andronicus has escaped. A city-wide search took place. He could not be found. His house was searched. He was not there. Andronicus' wife was arrested, and as punishment, thrown into the same cell that Andronicus had disappeared from. (laughs) Yeah. And this, I'll admit, this is where Nicetus' tale gets a little bit confusing. Uh, It's really not 100% clear what happens here. This is the best I could do to piece it together. As far as I can tell, Andronicus went into the passageway. He's still got um, iron chains around his legs. He still can't move very quickly or very far. And he goes up and down this passageway and realises it's blocked. It's unused. There's no easy way out. So he's trapped. All he's done is he's exchanged one cell for another. Only no one's feeding him in this one. So after spending quite some time in the hidden passageway, he is forced to go back to his cell. And who's in there?
0: His wife. Yeah. Brilliant.
1: Oh, no, awkward. She doesn't like him. Oh, no, no. According to Nicetus, they spent a while getting to know each other.
0: Uh, a four-year unwashed...
1: Yeah. <laughs> But still, I mean, Andronicus is not a man to waste an opportunity. <laughs> Who cares if he's in the middle of a prison escape? Yeah, yeah. Might as well, while we're here, he said.
0: Shackles be damned. Yeah. Chink, <laughs> he's a man chink, of means. Chink, all, chink. all he
1: did was like incorporate into the play. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> just, just imagine her in prison, love.
1: Extreme role play. That's what it is. Yeah, so apparently, um, not only do they get to know each other, um, she is impregnated at this point. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how Nicetus knows that, but according to him, yeah. And then, uh, after this, he decides to, to try and escape once more, so back into the passageway. Uh, <laughs> but, ultimately, it does not work. He cannot find a way out of the tower. He got out of the cell, but that's all he did. He was caught, and they placed iron chains on his legs. Again. Okay. Yeah. So he's now doubly fettered. They didn't remove the old ones. It's like, seriously, we are chaining you (laughs) up. This is ridiculous. So that's one escape attempt, and it failed. A few more years then pass. But eventually he works out another escape plan. To get free, he needed to get out of his cell, but then he also needs to get out of the prison. He needs to get out of the tower. That's where he went wrong last time. So, step one of this plan. Pretend to be ill.
0: Have you seen the film with Jim Carrey and... um... Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, I love you, Philip Morris. No, no, I've not. A basic, a based a base on a true story of this guy who who escapes prison multiple, multiple times in the ridiculous way. It's like faking his own death and. Oh, nice! I should it's, watch that. It, it's a comedy film, yeah, but it's yeah. It, sort of, but it's uh, it's very well done. It's a good film. Oh well, I love if you've, you've seen Philip it, Morris.
1: maybe you'll have some ideas and you'll figure out what plan number two is then.
0: Okay. So he's okay. ill.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's ill. Uh, what's he gonna do? collapse no he's ill so obviously that means he's he's stinky he's horrible he can't look after himself yeah. that means the guards don't want to come too close and look after him so instead they send a boy in to to take care of his needs just a a slave who worked in the palace swaps
0: clothes no not swaps clothes swaps chains ah <laughs> mm, oh, you yeah. don't have chains I've got some here <laughs> No, um, step two of this
1: was simply use his substantial charms to persuade the boy to help him. Oh, fair enough.
0: Look at my rippling muscles.
1: (laughs) Well, apparently this is easy enough for Andronicus. He just knows how to charm people. He's got a silver tongue. Uh, It did not take long for him to convince the boy to wait until the guards were drunk, then take the keys from the wall. Once the keys were removed from the wall, he made an imprint into wax. Then the boy takes the wax imprints to... Andronicus's son, who is also called Manuel, by the way. Nah. Andronicus's son then gets the, the wax tablets and cuts some keys, so they've got their own set of keys. This way, they've now got their own keys, but the guards don't realise anything's wrong. Nah. Then, over time, the boy starts smuggling in twine into Andronicus's cell by curling up little bits of it in the vase that the wine is kept in. So, uh, slowly but surely, Andronicus is able to build a rope amazing. Eventually, they were ready. The boy unlocked the cell one night using the cook key. Andronicus creeps out. So, there you go. He's escaped his cell for the second time, but this time he's ready for part two. How to get down off the tower? Well, he throws a rope over the wall. He lets himself down into a patch of long grass underneath. Like Hitman. Just like an Hitman, yes. Uh, he's got a nice sort of overgrown, weeded area at the base of the tower. For three days... He remains in that patch. Oh. Yeah.
0: I bet it's more comfortable than the the thing, though.
1: Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, the palace was totally turned upside down. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's looking for Andronicus, but he was not found. No one thought to look at the base of the tower that he was being kept in, because why would he
0: be there? Yeah, you see, we'd run as much as possible. Yeah, right?
1: exactly. Um, then at last, he was ready. He waited till nightfall. He crept down towards the Imperial docks. "'Down towards the shore, Uh, they'd arranged for a boat to be waiting there nearby for him. "'He was just about to arrive at the boat when two guards saw him. "'Hi!' (laughs) (laughs) "'You there!' they said to the man in rags and two lots of iron chains round his legs. (laughs) "'What are you up to?' (laughs) "'Well, Andronicus thought quickly and started speaking in very broken Greek.' He started to plead with the guards to help him. Help me, he said. I'm trying to escape from my master. And at this point, Andronicus pointed over the guards' shoulders to the man waiting in the boat for him. The person who was going to come and pick him up.
0: Hmm.
1: The man on the boat, overhearing this, also thought quickly, jumped onto shore, ran up to the guards, and thanked the guards for stopping his runaway slave. Then the man gave the guards a little bit of money for their help. For returning yeah. his slave. The guards figured, you know what, why not? It's not like a high profile prisoner escaped from here three days ago. There's no possible way it could be Andronicus. So, uh, fair enough. We'll have the cash, thank you very much, on your way. So, there you go. They just let Andronicus go. He got on the boat and he escapes. Nice. So, he then goes home, he has the iron chains removed, and then he sets out for Kiev. He's going to go off to the Rus. He's got a cousin in charge of the Rus at the moment. Wow, connectors is Andronicus. He'll be safe there with his cousin. Um, However, he sets off on the road. uh, Literally just him. He's he's going fast and he's going on his own. He does not want to be stopped. Uh, But unfortunately, he was recognised and captured by a local lord who had heard of his escape not long after he sets off on his horse. So he's captured once more. Can't get a break. He can't get a break. Like I say, he's all alone. He's got no way of fighting back. So surrenders to, these, to this group of armed men. And back to Constantinople they head. However, unfortunately Andronicus was suffering from diarrhoea at this point.
0: R- literally, or be- he's wink wink, sort of. What, what do you think? Oh, he's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Just <gasps> use it as a lubricant to escape.
1: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, they regularly had to stop so he could go behind a bush and empty himself. It was a shame, but, I mean, these things happened regularly back then. The the drinking water wasn't the best. Um, And also, he was looking quite weak and tired at this time, so um, he was also given a staff to help him walk, which was kind of his captives.
0: Yeah, it's good to have a weapon. (laughs) Well, after a few
1: nights of this, they're getting closer to Constantinople at this point, and uh, one night his guards started to think, you know what, he's taken a long time behind that bush. <laughs> Jeff, go and check. Is he definitely there? Jeff, why do you look so worried? <laughs> well, Jeff peers around the bush. Nope, there's Andronicus, crouched there. It's fine. No problems. Back they went. They waited. They waited. They had another peek. No, he's definitely there. No, he's, he, yeah, I can see him. I can see his outline. See his silhouette. Oh. Andronicus. Andronicus. A- Andronicus. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. They walk all the way around the bush this time and I'm guessing the guard who reached first did a very dramatic kicking of the shape because it's at that point that the staff is revealed because the staff has just been wrapped by a cloak and stuffed with various things like twigs and stuff to give it some bulk and a hat had been placed on top of it. Nice. Yeah, Andronicus nowhere to be seen.
0: Is he still chained up at this point? Oh, no, he wouldn't be, would he? No, he had
1: them removed when he got back at home. So there you go. He's gone. He's out of there. Eventually, he makes it to Kiev. And he stays in the court of his cousin for a a while, for a couple of years. Uh, He seemed to have a good time. We don't get much details here, though. Manuel's not happy, though, as you can imagine. No. No. He saw Andronicus as a threat, obviously. Because he was convinced that Andronicus had tried a coup. And Andronicus kept saying things like, Look at my abs, I'm a better emperor. It's, well, yeah. it's not what you want. No. But Manuel, as we have seen, is no dummy. He was a, he was a pretty good emperor, was Manuel. I mean, he wasn't one to just go off the handle and do something stupid. And he realised there was something to be said for the keep your friends close but your enemies closer. Anyone who opposed Manuel's rule would flock to Andronicus if he was an obvious place to go to. But if Andronicus was back in court and we were friendly again... He's less of an obvious standard-bearer. So, how about we make up, says Manuel. We've got to go and fight the Hungarians again. Why don't you round up some men in Russia and uh, come on over and help us with the campaign. And we're just, we're called Bygones Bygones. And that's what happens. Andronkus turns up with a troop of men. Uh, A couple of years pass of fighting, which I'm not going to go into too much detail, but Fighting takes place, Andronicus is in charge of troops, and generally everything goes well. Uh, Andronicus was then able to return to Constantinople in the court of Manuel once more.
0: Nice. Yeah. Oh, imagine him oh, imagine walking in the way he's going to walk in then. <laughs> He'd be walking in like um, Conor McGregor. Should I know who that is? I don't know. He's an, an Irish MMA fighter person. I don't watch MMA. It's too real for me. And he's very, very arrogant. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, Andronicus
1: definitely would be walking. You you just know that he was winking at the maids as he walked past. Passing him on the behind. Yeah, you know that he was um, doing the punching at the arm, a bit too hard for it just to be a friendly punch to to the people he walked past. Yeah. Just enough to really annoy them, but not hard enough that you could actually say that he just hit me. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, Emperor, Emperor. <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah, there you go. He's back in the court. Everything's nice and friendly with Manuel once more, for about a week. Yeah. Yeah, if you remember back to Manuel's episode, Manuel still didn't have a son at this time. So, he made the heir of the Hungarian throne his own heir. Remember when he suddenly did that, and it seemed a bit shocking? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- this is uh, Bella, and um, Manuel took a liking to this, this heir, and it unifies. It, Manuel was all about unification, building up the Roman Empire. Yeah, it was enough. a sound political move, as long as you took the bigger picture... As long as you didn't care about such things such as borders and nations and empires, if you didn't care too much about who should be ruling, and rather think who would be good at ruling, it was a good idea. Andronicus did not think it was a good idea. He was very loud in his outrage. What madness is this of the Emperor to deem every Roman male unworthy of his daughter's bed? to choose before all others this foreigner, an interloper, to be emperor of the Romans, and to sit above all as master.
0: What an idiot.
1: Andronicus not happy at all, so things yet again become very frosty between Andronicus and Manuel. So, Andronicus was packed up and sent to Cilicia again, the place he was ruling before when he was fighting Thoros, and lost. And once he arrived, he was soon fighting Thoros once more. Maybe. I'll admit the timeline is very confused here, um, it depends where you're reading stuff, what happens in what order, and I'm not convinced this happens twice, no. uh, maybe he does go to Cilicia uh, twice, and fights Thoros twice, but maybe this only happens once, but if it happens twice, it happens again here. So yeah, I'm going to say it happened twice, because I th- I think it's it's a better story that way, and it also kind of makes things make more sense what happens here, because after several weeks of fighting and Thoros getting the better of it, there is a pitched battle between the two sides, and uh, Andronicus's troops were very quickly routed. Victory was completely certain for Thoros. He had won. I mean, technically there was still fighting going on the field, but it could only go one way at this point. It's the mopping-up stage. Andronicus could see the Armenian prince in the distance already celebrating in a group of bodyguards just celebrating with some of his fellow nobles. As you can imagine, Andronicus is not happy about this. He's there watching all his troops being just wiped up, and uh, you can see this prince in the distance lording it over him. So, he picks up a lance, he gets on a horse, and he just rides straight through the field, through all the fighting, directly at Thoros.
0: That is fantastic. On his own. Just on his own. That's brilliant.
1: Yeah. So unexpected was this, because why on earth would anyone do this, no one was ready for it. He managed to get right up to the bodyguards, ride right past them, Uh. and threw the lance at Thoros, where it struck him in the chest.
0: That's the way to do battle, just do that every time.
1: (laughs) It was all so quick, he was then able to spin round on his horse and get out of there before anyone realised what was going on. A quote here, breaking through the picked troops like a winged knight or slippery eel, Andronicus escaped all hands. If you uh, remember Band of Brothers.
0: Are you thinking of. Oh, what's his name? Oh, what Radio. is his name? Captain. He just, the cool. Spears. One. Spears. And he just runs through all the. Food. Runs all the way through yeah.
1: to connect another unit and then yeah. runs all the way back. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very much like that. Thorus actually was okay. Uh, the lance struck him in the chest, but the chainmail stopped it from actually impaling him. Uh, But it was a shock, (laughs) as you can imagine. He's there celebrating, and suddenly there's a lance sort of sticking into his chainmail. (laughs) Anyway, meanwhile, Andronicus gets back to the safety of his own camp and uh, looked at his life. This isn't good. I mean, this is embarrassing. Okay, I've just done a really cool thing. um, (laughs) But, I lost the battle. I've lost this war, and this could well be the second time I've done this in my life. So... He decides not to go back to the capital. He's had enough of it. Instead, he decides to make a new life for himself. Oh. He just abandons the Roman camp. He, he just leaves. He's still in charge, but he just leaves. And uh, he heads to Antioch. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> I'm out of here. Once he gets to Antioch, what do you think he does?
0: Find some women?
1: Yes. <laughs> <Fair> enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you remember, Antioch at this time is a puppet state for the Roman Empire. Manuel's still in charge, but technically not. It's yeah. still a crusader state, but Manuel's running it. So Andronicus has run, but he's not gone far. It's not like he's abandoned the empire. He's just gone to a distant city. It was essentially being run by the Patriarch of Antioch at this time. Uh, but the ruling family were still the Norman family that Raymond and Reynaud had been part of, who we've talked about before. Right. Uh, more importantly... If you remember Manuel's episode, he marries the daughter of this family to unify Antioch with Constantinople better. So the new empress, Manuel's wife, is a member of the ruling family of Antioch. Right. So close are these ties, in fact, that the new empress's sister, Philippa, was still in Antioch.
0: Oh. Does he do it just to wind people up?
1: I mean the way you can read the sources it is almost as if he wanders into Antioch, saunters yeah. up to the palace, announces who he is, and then just grabs Philippa and they just start tonguing. I mean you get the get the impression it was quick.
0: It's almost Captain Flashart. Yes,
1: yes, it really yeah. is. Down boy, down <laughs> <laughs> you just know there's no way he he waited for someone to announce him he kicked the no. doors open yeah Andronicus is here <laughs> let's get this party started Just flagons of wine so Andronicus then spends a while just doing what what he did best he he was getting to know the sister-in-law of Manuel yeah and generally living the high life in the court of
0: antioch uh, fair enough yeah doing well.
1: Meanwhile, Manuel hears about this and is furious. He's meant to be leading my troops fighting Thoros. What do you mean he just abandoned them after losing a battle? And he's doing what with my (laughs) sister-in-law?
0: Yeah. He's putting his what in her? Who her?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, Manuel sets a plan in motion. Because he happened to have a friend called Constantine. Constantine was said to be really quite good-looking and brave. Right. Probably equally ripply as uh, Andronicus was. So he was sent to deal with the Armenia situation. Go and and carry on the fighting with Thoros. But actually, Constantine, I've got an extra job for you. Because when you go down there, just keep going a bit further until you reach Antioch. And when you're there, seduce and marry Philippa for me. Take her (laughs) away from Andronicus. I want him to feel embarrassed. So... Constantine, the dashing just amazing looking he's uh he's got that sparkle in the tooth yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he swans into Antioch he puts on a good display uh, and Philippa, what do you think
0: no laughs at him, you're no man, <laughs>
1: and then openly mocked Manuel for thinking that she would betray her darling Andronicus, oh dear yeah, which obviously Andronicus loved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you, th- do you think he's in the room at the time? He's <laughs> lounging on the back, flagging in one hand, Philippa in the other. Probably. Andronicus,
1: by the way, is, uh, is he's in his late 40s by this point. Uh, wow. But apparently he was still a sight to behold. Yeah. <laughs> Philippa, much, much younger. Um, anyway, so that, that fails. Uh, but... Andronicus, as much as he found this amusing uh, and he, he he really enjoyed it, uh, he did realise that when Manuel finds out about this he is not going to be happy and uh, who knows, maybe he, he'll have a more permanent plan next time. So time to move on, he thinks. Hmm. So he carries on. He leaves Antioch and he heads down to
0: Jerusalem. What do you think he got up to in Jerusalem? Oh. Uh, who, who, wish one of Manuel's family was there again. Uh, <laughs> a niece.
1: Nee- oh. Well actually is it niece? Hang on I need to remember my notes <laughs> They all get confused there's so many of them um, <laughs> Let's go through uh, he, was, he was welcomed to the court Obviously and he immediately Continues in his ways uh, Because he found a young lady Called Theodora Now if you remember Manuel was the youngest son uh, When he became emperor he became emperor Before his elder brother
0: Yeah
1: That elder brother was called Isaac Isaac had a daughter called Theodora. So yes, I remember correctly, his niece, yeah. Now you might be wondering why's Theodora in Jerusalem. Well, when Theodora was 12 years old, she had been given to the then king of Jerusalem, Baldwin, as a wife, as a political tie. The political marriage did the trick because it tied Jerusalem and Constantinople together. Um, But then Baldwin died a few years later, leaving 17-year-old Theodora a widow. She's now in her early twenties. And there she is in her early twenties when this dashing man in his late forties comes swanning in, kicks the door open, shouts out the word Andronicus.
0: <laughs> Grabs a flagon of wine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sits down in in any chair that's nearby. What's that oh the throne, yeah. Just sits down in the throne, puts his feet up on the table. So, who's king at the moment, he declares, and then grabs the nearest woman. Happens to be Theodora. Tongues. Yeah, he turned on the charm. Soon enough, Theodora and Andronicus were getting to know each other very well. And once more, Manuel hears news of this. Do you remember back in Manuel's episode when I said I keep wanting to tell you what Andronicus is doing to, to annoy yeah. Manuel at the time? <laughs> but I realize i I've got to separate the stories. This is why, yeah. because all through Manuel's reign, he had to stop every now and again to go, I'm sorry, Andronicus is doing what? To who? He really does have a type, doesn't he, Has Andronicus? You, you, he you've got to feel yeah. that this is done on purpose. <laughs> it must be. Yeah. So, yeah, Manuel receives news. Good news. We've found out where Andronicus is. Bad news, it's your niece this time. Manuel had had enough. It was time that this this just stopped. So he ordered Andronicus's capture and for his eyes to be removed. Ooh. He's going to be blinded. However, when the order reached the palace in Jerusalem, it just so happened that the letter was intercepted by Theodora. Handy. Handy. I'm I we don't get more detail than that. I'm guessing by that it means whoever was dealing with the post that day was loyal to Theodora, so then took it to Theodora. Yeah. Yeah. So she read the contents and went directly to her lover. The two decide to run away together. Aww. And they do. They run off. Oh. Uh, things get a bit vague at this point. Our quote uh Nicetas her. Uh, Andronicus roamed far and wide from province to province the guests of rulers and princes who held him in esteem and thought of him worthy of their greatest benevolence. Manuel tried repeatedly to ensnare Andronicus and take him captive, but he was attempting the impossible, for the ever-roving and stout-hearted Andronicus could ward off attackers against him as though they were children's blows, and, leaping nimbly over the many traps set to ensnare him, he remained at liberty. There we go. Yeah, Uh, I mean, he he spent some time in Baghdad at one point with the Caliph over there. Um, He's uh, with the Turks (laughs) for a while. He's he's all over the place. He's just living his best life with his his mistress, who's ran away with him, half his age. uh, Just having having a good time. Uh, He ends up in Trebizond, which is the uh, top of modern day Turkey, coast of the Black Sea. Uh, He lives there with Theodora and their children that they've had together by this point. And for several years, they lived there very happily, it would appear, uh, until one day the governor of the region caught wind of exactly where he was and was able to kidnap Theodora and the children. Oh no! Yeah, Andronicus gets away, but uh, Theodora and the children are kidnapped and sent to Constantinople. Andronicus apparently, to his credit, was very distraught. Didn't shrug and say, you win some, you lose some, and then go and find, <laughs> I don't know, Manuel's auntie or something. No, no. He wants to get his uh, his wife and children back.
0: Oh. Yeah. He softened in his old
1: age. <laughs> yeah. So he wrote to Manuel immediately, I will give myself up. Give me safe, safe passage to come and see you, but I surrender. As long as you promise oh. to me that you will do nothing awful to me before I see you. Manuel agreed. So one day, Andronicus just turns up in Constantinople. He is led into the room where Manuel is, and once in front of the Emperor, what do you think he does? Shouts out his name? (laughs) No, no. Well, sort of. He probably did. No, suddenly, Andronicus rips open his shirt. Right. Yeah. Revealing a long chain around his neck. He then stretched himself on the floor, held up the chains, and cried that he deserved whatever Manuel ordered. He deserves it all. Puts on a big show You Ah. have captured me In fact I am already chained up Do what you will I am not worthy Uh, It just really goes full on Like quite ridiculously Manuel obviously is taken aback by this performance It's not what he was expecting So he ordered Andronicus to get up like, just get up. Stop stop wailing. <laughs> get up. <laughs> Andronicus replied that he would only rise if Manuel's attendants dragged him by the chains and dashed him against the throne. It was what he deserved. Manuel relented and ordered a trusted general, a man named Isaac Angelos, by the way. Might want to put a box around his name.
0: Okay.
1: Isaac of the Angels. Uh, Yeah, he ordered Isaac Angelos to do so. So Isaac grabs Andronicus, drags him across the room, throws him bodily against the throne. All very painful. But it's a big, big performance. Manuel is the emperor. Andronicus is is low. Uh, And partly because of this performance, and partly because Manuel, as we saw, was no crazy tyrant, uh, he forgave his cousin.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: It would appear they then had a more private conversation that went along the lines of Fine, I forgive you, but get out of the capital Take your wife and children with you I'm not going to do anything but just get away I don't want you here Uh, I'll quote Nicetus here Both men recognised that should they remain together in the same place they would suffer the same mishaps as before for they could not wholly suppress envy They realised that this town ain't big enough for the both of them (laughs) It's best if they stay apart But Andronicus got what he wanted. He walked into the capital with no leverage whatsoever and surrendered. And days later, he walked out the capital with his wife and children. He just managed to talk his way out of it. He was there for not long when news came through. Manuel was dead, as we saw.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 That's fast. Yep. So it's was quite sudden. I was just typing up the last sentence, talked his way out of situations.
1: Yeah, no, no. Man, the no. Emperor's gone. He's dead. Uh, his, son, his son, Alexios, was in charge. Um, but obviously he was a child, so it was his mother running things. And then the events yes. of the last episode play out. Which I'm not going to go over again in much detail, obviously, because uh, we've just covered all that. But just remember how one member of the royal family managed to get in with Alexios II's mother. His name was also Alexios, so we called him Alex. Alex, yeah. Then Manuel's daughter, from his first marriage, rebelled against Alex uh, and hid in the Hadja Sophia. Alex managed to put down this rebellion, but was severely weakened by it. Now what I didn't go into last episode was what Andronicus was up to. Because he was in Trebizond at this point, but he realised this was his chance. With the rest of the Komnenoi family just skirmishing in the capital, he could sweep in, sort it all out, and he would be the saviour. Now it helped that there had developed a tension in the city in recent decades, which I've talked about briefly before, but not really covered in detail. Um, Manuel really liked the West, if you remember. He got on with the Holy Roman Empire, he got on with Rome and the Pope, there was even discussions of a reunified empire, if you remember. Yes, yeah
0: I'm saying that. Uh,
1: now due to this his court now had many Westerners in it, or Latins as they were known. On top of this, as we have also mentioned, uh, the Latin merchants in and around the city were making a huge amount of money at this time and were generally lording it over the others. A wealthy economic class of Latins had been created of approximately, at this time, 50,000 people. That's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. It's a substantial yeah. group of people who, who tend to seem a bit more well-off than us Constantinopleans. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of resentment bubbling in the city of the Westerners. Coming over here, taking our jobs. Taking our jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Taking our merchant jobs. Uh, now, Alexios' mother was very much a part of this, remember? She came from the West herself, so she was seen as a Westerner as well, and a Latin. And Andronicus figured he could use this resentment. I mean, he he wasn't too bothered, whether you came from... He wasn't too bothered whether you were west, east, north, south, anything. He didn't really care. But he realised that other people did and he'd be able to use it. Mm. So he let it be known that he would be the one to bring the city on the edge of civil war back on its proper course. He was a real Roman, an eastern Roman. So all you need to do is wait for me to turn up and everything will be fine. And he sent that word off and then he starts heading off to the capital. As he went, the rumour of his arrival flew before him. Many talked of a prophecy that Andronicus would one day be emperor, and the angels themselves would help him do it. The rumour, if it wasn't really being talked about much, certainly was after what happened next. Because if you remember, last episode, I said Alex sent one of his generals out to stop Andronicus. Well, that general was none other than Andronicus Angelos, the father of the... Isaac Angelos Isaac. that I just mentioned The Angelos family are coming up in the world at this time As you may have noticed So Andronicus Angelos Once he met our Andronicus uh, Just defected when, You know what, I think you'd be better Than the, uh, <laughs> the western woman in charge at the moment And Alex who I don't like So um, yeah, I'm on your side Andronicus loudly claimed that this was the prophecy coming true This was the angels coming over to his side
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and sure enough, everything seemed inevitable. Um, The admiral in charge of the Bosphorus defected, so that's it. They can now cross over whenever they want. Fair enough. Yeah, and the path was very much open. Uh, Within the city, Alex saw his support fade away very quickly. He realised his support was fading away quickly when the guards who were guarding him turned around and arrested him. Well, yeah, that... Yeah. As we've seen, he was put on a donkey, ridden down to the docks, put on a ship, and then sent over to Andronicus, who ordered his eyes to be removed. Yeah. And by this point, Andronicus' support was at a high... He had whipped up his support, like I say, making it clear that he would have none of these foreign merchants living the high life on the expense of the Romans anymore. Um, So the first thing he did, even before getting to the capital, was position troops to move against all of the Latins in the city. Right. Yeah. Celebrations from the public, Mm. because they realised that Andronicus was essentially here and he was going to be in charge, so they were celebrating. Uh, But soon their celebrations turned. They were celebrating the idea of Andronicus being the emperor. But more, they were celebrating the idea of Andronicus doing something about the merchant class. But why wait until he's in the city?
0: There's oh. a
1: lot of us here celebrating. Why not go and show Johnny Merchant exactly what we think of them?
0: Let's see, this is why you shouldn't drink during a. <laughs>
1: yes. This is why you shouldn't <laughs> use people's uh, prejudice to whip up a frenzy, because it very yeah. quickly gets out of hand. Violence erupts in the city. It was bad. It becomes known as the Massacre of the Latins.
0: I mean, anything with the word massacre in yeah, th- a good Yeah, this is seriously
1: event. bad. I'll quote here. They, being the Latins, attempted to save themselves the best they could, leaving behind their homes filled with riches and treasures of all kinds, such as are sought by men bent on plunder. Nor did they dare remain where they were, or to attack the Romans, submit to, and endure their onslaught. Some took their chances by scattering through the city, others sought asylum in the homes of nobility, while others yet boarded ships, manned by their fellow countrymen, and escaped being cut down by the sword. But those apprehended were condemned to death, and all lost their properties and possessions. So, yeah. Overnight... Tens of thousands of people were murdered. Blood ran in the streets. The quarter of the city, which um, the Latins were living in, the Latin Quarter, you could say, uh, was just burnt to the ground. Ah. Everything destroyed. Nasty, nasty time. Now, don't forget, obviously not all, but many of these families were powerful families. They were rich. This meant that they have strong ties to powerful families... Back west. Still, I'm sure that won't come back to bite anyone. I'm sure that'll be fine. Oh. Uh, Andronicus is in the capital now. Hooray! Oh, he's not emperor. He, no. he was just coming to save the city. He's not emperor. Alexios, too, is yeah. the emperor. Obviously.
0: Yeah. yeah, of course. Just making sure on
1: the sign. little Alexios is safe. Safe mm. from, oh, I don't know, his mother, maybe, who's a westerner, you know? anyway. <laughs> but once settled in, before, before doing anything like that, uh, he declared he was off to visit Manuel. Everyone looked at each other. (laughs) Um, You you do know he's dead, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he's off to visit Manuel's tomb.
0: Oh, respectful.
1: Respectful. I mean, the two have their differences. Yes. Andronicus attempted to sleep his way around Manuel's family, which is his own (laughs) family. (laughs) Yeah. He got quite far, though, to be fair. He did get quite far, but... I mean, he's dead now, it's time to bury the hatchet. So he arrived at the tomb, he raised his hands and approached the tomb, and he started to speak in a whisper. So quiet that no one could really make out what he was saying, although Nicetus tells us that some of the guards closest to him later claimed that they made out his words. And apparently he said this, you have been my persecutor and the cause of my many wanderings and you have made me subject of nearly universal gossip, as I miserably followed the course of the sun's chariot. And now, this marble, with its seven clusters of ivy, holds you as a prison, from which there is no escape, while you sleep the sleep from which there is no waking until the last trumpet is sounded. I shall fall upon your family like a lion pouncing on large prey, and I shall exact fitting revenge for all the injuries I have sustained at your
0: hands. That's almost Lord of the Rings worthy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a spectacular speech. Yes. I if guessing... you go before me, that's what I'll be saying. <laughs>
1: I'm guessing at this point there was a bout of maniacal laughter and a lot of wringing of hands, surely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They said I was mad.
0: (laughs) I'll show them mad.
1: Uh, Anyway, after this, uh, he rewards anyone who defected to him with land and money, and then he ordered the arrest of anyone who didn't, and generally made sure they went away. All of this was done in secret, of course. Splendid. Yes. The elite in the city uh, was suddenly a den of mistrust, uh, because as we've seen in the past with prescription lists, this was the perfect opportunity to dob a family member you hated in. All you had to do at this point was go to Andronicus and say, Did you hear about Jeff?" he said you're not actually going to be a good emperor shouldn't be emperor that's what I heard him say Jeff said he's got better abs than you yeah and that's it Jeff was executed immediately Oh. Yeah. In fact, I'll quote, I'll quote Nicetus again here. The flux of those times was irresistible, a mutual distrust, even amongst the most genuine friends an intolerable evil. Not only did brother ignore brother and father neglect son if it was to Andronicus's liking, but they also cooperated with the informers in bringing about the utter ruin of their own families. Nicetus then tells us that there were times where one family member would accuse another family member of plotting against Andronicus, that family member was questioned and would counter-accuse his accuser. Oh, Rather just... than finding out who's lying, Andronicus just f- threw them both in prison.
0: See, at that point then, you just need to say, if nobody says anything, yeah,
1: then we'll <laughs> all be fine. Yeah. Nicetus then goes on to tell us that it took a little bit of time, because everyone was running around accusing each other of treason, but it was soon noticed, again in the elite circles, that several people weren't around anymore. Several people were conveniently getting ill and dying. Where weird that. Manuel's daughter and husband conveniently just get ill and die at this point. As long do several other people. It would appear that Andronicus just starts poisoning people he thought would get in the way. Uh, And then uh, he has a plan to get rid of Alexios' mother. As we saw last episode, he spread rumours that she was plotting against Andronicus because she was, after all, a dirty Westerner. Um, So he ordered her execution, or rather gets little Alexios to order his own mother's execution.
0: Yes, I remember this.
1: Again, according to Nicetus, here, Andronicus's son, if you remember, he had a son called Manuel. The son Manuel was ordered to do the execution along with Andronicus's brother-in-law called George. The two of them were given the job to see that the empress was executed. But neither of them wanted to do it. They just thought, no, look, she's not done anything wrong. No. I mean, Nunna. Put her in a monastery. Do we need no. to really kill her? This unexpected reply struck Andronicus like a thunderbolt. He continually twisted the hairs of his beard around his fingers. His eyes were filled with fire, and shaking his head up and down, he repeatedly pitied himself and was generally troubled. That he did not have friends who
0: delighted in blood and were eager to commit murder at the nod of his head. So he's, is he now concerned that he's just basically got surrounded himself by thugs? No, the opposite. He's concerned that he's surrounded by people who won't be thugs. Oh, he's okay. concerned that everyone around him is not as bloodthirsty as he is. You see, before in the episode, he's kind of like always oh, a bit jaunty, a bit quirky. There is a definite
1: personality shift. As soon as he becomes yeah. the emperor, he goes off the deep end. He's got a dark side. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the execution goes through, um, and then again, as we've seen, he ordered that Alexios makes him co-emperor which happens and then the very mm-hmm. next day Andronicus declared himself first emperor yeah. and then days later Alexios accidentally strangles himself to death with a bowstring in the night well it happens to the best of us all very tragic, Or yeah. peanut butter allergy can't remember which <laughs> so there you go, Andronicus is now the emperor quite the build up to him yeah. becoming the emperor how do you think he's going to do?
0: Um, I think, I don't know maybe he'll rein it in a little bit <laughs> right <All> right. Uh,
1: <laughs> His first move was to get some legitimacy The best way to get legitimacy Is to marry Better into the royal family but He's already married Sort of I couldn't find out whether he actually married Theodora Or whether they just kind of acted as man and wife uh, But either way She's gone now
0: All right because she's Manuel's thingy so that would have been her niece yeah there's yeah, some... but there's a
1: better connection he can make uh, Theodora right. is either cast to the side or she dies we don't hear from her again we don't know what happens and uh, there's someone else he can marry because if you remember Alexios was married Alexios oh. the kid was married to the 11 year old daughter of Louis
0: no.
1: King Louis of France No. yeah I quote Nicetus, "'He who stank of the Dark Ages was not ashamed to lie unlawfully "'with his nephew's red-cheeked and tender spouse.'"
0: Oh, that's a horrible description. Yeah. That is Um, cringingly awful. We don't
1: know if this is true. Nicetus certainly was no fan of Andronicus, so takes every attempt to throw mud at Andronicus, but they certainly get married, whether it was a convenient political marriage or not. Who knows? So that happened. By this time, word of what's happened in the capital has reached the rest of the world. And people start saying things like, what on earth is happening in Constantinople, now Manuel's dead? This is also strange. Uh, Bella, king of Hungary, was once the heir to the, the Roman throne, remember? Yeah. Yeah reason why he's not the heir of the Roman throne anymore if you remember, uh, Manuel finally does have a son and Bella's told you're no longer the heir but you can go back to be king of Hungary and he does, quite happily Uh, Manuel and Bella get on quite well so much so that when Bella hears that Manuel has died and Andronicus is doing awful things um, he realises that this is his chance to A. Avenge his friend Manuel and B. Get something for himself so he invades. He invades the Dalmatian coast. Now, if you remember, this region has been debatably Roman for quite some time. It's definitely a two-colour situation on the map. Spotty, uh, you
0: could argue. Yes.
1: Manuel had managed to make it fully Roman once more. We gave him points for it and everything. Um, but no, it's now lost again. It's utterly sacked and ruined. Meanwhile, a family member in Cyprus called Isaac, Isaac Komnenos, uh, declares independence.
0: Oh. Yeah. Um well, no. We're not allowed to do that.
1: Well, Andronicus is busy at this time because Nicaea revolts as well. Ooh, things are getting yeah.
0: a bit haywire. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the biggest problem. I mean, who cares about Cyprus? We, but we need to sort Nicaea out. That's that's close and that's a big city. So Andronicus heads out to meet the revolt. A bit of fighting takes place that I'm not going to go over for time reasons, but eventually they end up outside the city. It's very well defended. It's locked up tight and it shows no sign of weakness. Andronicus rides forth and attempts to use some of his silver tongue to convince them to surrender. However, in a scene I can only assume is very reminiscent of Monty Python, he was openly mocked from the men on top of the walls. <laughs> which uh, made Andronicus unhappy, should we say. This this won't do. The city is now a beacon for all those who oppose Andronicus. One of whom, by the way, incidentally, is none other than Isaac Angelos. you still oh, got your eye on him. Yeah, yeah. Still got a box around his name. So just know he's in this city as well. And... Uh, Andronicus finds out that isaac's in the city, and he 's not best pleased about that, so as the siege really starts in earnest, Andronicus orders siege engines be built, but more importantly, a huge battering ram we 're going to yeah. smash down those doors,
0: and I bet he had the largest battering ram of all the emperors
1: it wasn't that it was big, it was more
0: <laughs> Powerful. It's more
1: what he did with it well yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. uh, he had a plan, did Andronicus. Uh, The plan kind of uh, gets slowed down because men sallied forth from Nicaea and managed to burn down the battering ram, which was annoying. In fact, I'll quote here, When Andronicus saw all his deliberations brought to naught, he contrived an inhuman deed. He'd been thinking about doing this for a while, but when they burnt down his battering ram, that was it.
0: He's very proud of that battering ram.
1: He rebuilds a battering ram. This one's bigger. It's stronger. It's more fire-resistant. (laughs) Take the oil off But there was one more thing that he did Uh,
0: The cherry on the top, shall we say Oh, okay Did he get any people on the front of the battering ram?
1: Yes, and who do you think it is? Who's in the city? I've forgotten Isaac Angelos
0: Oh, he's on the front of the battering ram
1: No, 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 he's in the city But his family isn't And which family member do you think? Mother Mother
0: Oh, that's... (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Andronicus orders Isaac Angelos' mother be brought forth from Constantinople, and I'll just quote. He placed her on top of the battering ram, as though it was a carriage, and moved the engines of war up to the walls. One could but both weep and marvel at such a spectacle. Weep, because this strange sight was the cause of fury, compounded by the fact that the perpetrators shrank not from an act so incredible and alien to human nature and to marvel that the frail woman seated on top of the engine of war and hurled to the city's walls had not yet died of fright. Yeah. Now, the idea was not cruelty squisher against the door just for cruelty's sake. The idea was we can now push the battering ram right up to the walls because Isaac Angelos will not order his men to fire down onto the battering ram because his mother is on top of it.
0: A very small human shield.
1: Very small but important human <laughs> yeah. shield. And sure enough, the men on the wall hesitated. What the hell do we do now? <laughs> how,
0: how cold-hearted is that? Well, not cold-hearted, but how determined is Isaac?
1: The defenders discharged their missiles from the walls as before, but with great care. <laughs> Duck! So as to wound and strike down the attackers while preserving the noble woman from all bodily harm.
0: Go to the left! Go to the left!
1: Boing! <laughs> Apparently, amazingly, this works. Andronicus realised that they've got to get out of there. Uh, the, the plan just didn't work. So he retreats. Andronicus plots his next move overnight, but then is awoken and informed that a group of men had sallied forth from Nicaea once more, and managed to grab Isaac Angelos's mother. So a, a good ending. As you can imagine, I'm sure she had a good cup of tea once she was in Nicaea and probably a, a biscuit. Just a probably a biscuit or two. It's quite a dramatic time. <laughs> a Jerry boldy maybe. Do you mean a Garibaldi? No, Jerry boldy They're very like Garibaldis, but they 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 taste different. <laughs> they taste more. Of Jerry. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is that I didn't mistake the name of the uh, the biscuit tall, and I said that on purpose. Uh, anyway, the siege drew on. Eventually, as as always happens, one side realizes they can't go on much longer and give up. And it happened to be Nicaea. Andronicus promised them mercy. The gates were opened. There's no mercy coming. <laughs> then it was chopping time and blinding time, execution time. I quote He allowed none of the impaled to be buried Baked by the sun They swayed in the wind like scarecrows Suspended in a garden of cucumbers By the garden watchers Garden of cucumbers That's an s- oddly specific garden it is oddly why would you specific. This have is why garden, I put that quote in there Why
0: would you have a garden Solely for cucumbers, cucumbers Especially since great. this isn't where
1: They were hung This, no. is, this is a simile it's figurative, and yet Nicetus went there. He went for the cucumber garden. He was obviously sitting there, thinking, so "What? What could I use?" They swayed in the wind like scarecrows. Not just
0: the garden. I need something more. Does Nicetus think cucumbers grow on trees? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hung them from a cucumber tree.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you weren't blinded, you had your hand chopped off. If you didn't have your hand chopped off, you were just. Strung up in a tree and left there to bake in the sun uh, A lot of people died And Andronicus returned to the city Once back there uh, He went to the races. He loved the races. Off to the Hippodrome But once he was there, there was a creaking sound That's worrying, he thought not But not long sound. Because then the imperial box collapsed Oh no Killing six men instantly
0: Oh, underneath yeah. I'm assuming
1: yeah. Andronicus freaked out, obviously. He wanted to head back to the palace, but his advisors did their job by advising him no, 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 you've got to stay. You've got to stay and look like an emperor, because everyone's now looking very angry. It's almost like you came along and crushed some people. You need to stay and make it look like you care. You can't just disappear. So, we'll repair this, we'll remove the bodies, we'll do the rest of the race, and then you leave normally. Otherwise... Yeah. This, this crowd might
0: turn into a mob But don't don't leave by shouting curse and flexing Go. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> Yeah, exactly
1: So he was forced to say And watch the rest of the races Which he did not enjoy But eventually it was fine He went back to the palace Everything is okay But a far bigger danger Than a dodgy box was brewing in the west Is this the thing that's coming back to bite him? Sort of, yes, and you'll see The Normans we've hey. heard from them for a while, have we? No. They're still on Sicily. Their old king, William the Bad, is now dead. So say goodbye to William the Bad. We didn't know him for very long. They've now got a new William, William the Good.
0: That's positive. That's is positive, isn't it? Did they just rename William the Bad? Sorry, <laughs> I he's, he's sort of like a publicity manager. This, this isn't working. I don't think,
1: <laughs> yeah, this, I think this really we know a different direction. Be
0: yeah.
1: Oh, that would be genius. But um, no, no, apparently it's his son. Anyway, William the Good had heard about the mess the empire was in, and he was determined to take advantage of this. So he amassed an army. This army had been being put together for years. It was huge, and it had been created with one purpose and one purpose only. The complete takeover of the Roman Empire. This is not, let's raid, this is not, let's take some land, this is, we are going into Constantinople, the Normans will now run the Roman Empire. Eighty thousand men. I can't even count that high. It's a lot. It's a lot of men. The ships took off. Uh, they they'd locked down the entire island of Sicily for weeks beforehand, so news of the the launch didn't escape. So if you were on holiday, tough, you were just in Sicily. And uh, yeah, it was just pretty much by surprise. Suddenly, eighty thousand men land on the Dalmatian coast. So was was there
0: not much sort of any hints?
1: Not really. Uh, William the Good did a really good job. That's why it was called The Good. Of yeah, that makes uh, sense. just locking down Sicily and making sure no one would know about it. That's
0: right, guys, we're not going to publish this in the newspaper. No. We'll keep it low-key. leave please leave the room. <laughs> in fact, please. someone shoot Jeff. please. <laughs> Western Jeff, bad Jeff.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, so lands... In, sorry, landed in Epirus, uh, not on the Dalmatian coast. So um, the left of Greece is where it lands. They cross Greece and they... Get to Thessalonica. Thessalonica at this time is essentially the second city of the empire. And it was utterly ripped apart. Really? Ooh. Yeah, they didn't stand a chance. Nicetus goes on for several pages just how awful this was. This was a sacking and a half. Really quite awful stuff. Meanwhile, Andronicus is back in the capital, uh, hanging a pair of brothers for plotting to put the illegitimate son of Manuel on the throne. Focusing on the important matters then. Yeah, yeah. This illegitimate son was thrown into the cells and blinded. So that's nice. There was a slight problem with this. This uh, son of Manuel, he's just blinded in the cells, had got married to someone recently. Who was it again, asked Andronicus? Oh, my daughter. Oh, right. So he was my son-in-law, was he? Mm. Ah, well. (laughs) Ah, well, never mind. What do you mean Irene's crying? What's she crying about? Andronicus gets very upset with his own daughter for getting upset with him for blinding her husband. Yeah. He grew very angry at her and told her that love for him should be far greater than any love for a husband. Things aren't going well.
0: No, I I feel things start to unravel a little bit.
1: Yeah But he wasn't completely ignoring the invasion Word had obviously got back to the capital by this point He ordered the walls be repaired Because it would appear at some point they are going to reach the capital But we do have the walls These walls are damn good No one's ever got past them before Apart from the times they got past them But no did, one's yeah. got through with force before so. No, been been more yeah. of a scra- bit, of, bit of a knockdown, quick repair yeah. As long as we make sure Keith's been well paid So he doesn't betray us It will be fine Um, So the walls are repaired, but that's about it. Uh, Instead of worrying about putting the army together, he's just getting increasingly paranoid by this point. Uh, And soon it was a very rare day that he'd not ordered a man's execution, due to treason reasons. Uh, But the danger of this massive army heading their way could not be ignored for long. So eventually troops start to be assembled, and were sent out to meet the threat. But you really get the impression Andronicus has got his mind on other things. Namely, his own future. Someone's out to get him
0: No, not the
1: Normans and the 80,000 men With swords heading this way, no I'm focused on the important things Yes, exactly So he turned to a fortune teller Oh no Who could read the future in water No, they can't, no I'm soon going to be less thirsty (laughs) He did go himself, obviously That wouldn't do, he's the emperor He's hardly going to go off to some grobby fortune teller Uh, So instead he sent a trusted friend Go and ask who's going to rule after me, said Andronicus. I'll quote here. The evil demon replied, or rather dimly indicated, a certain Isaacios. But the full name wasn't given. Isaac will succeed you. Oh. Andronicus smiles. Isaac? (laughs) This is clearly nonsense. I don't know anyone called Isaac. (laughs) I don't know anyone. Well, I do. There's obviously Isaac Cognonos. He's yeah. the he's the family member who uh, declared independence on Cyprus, which I just kind of forgot about, <laughs> <laughs> because who cares about Cyprus? Uh, he's far too weak to do anything. He can't do anything. He's in Cyprus. No, it's fine. Talking nonsense. It was at this point one of his advisors pointed out, "You do know another Isaac, sire? There's who? a who? A, a Isaac Angelos. Oh." Uh... No, the man's a fool, replied Andronicus. We still have his mother tied to the battery ram, We're fine. (laughs) Yes. There's no way. Uh, He's just not powerful enough. Uh, Just to be sure, says his friend. (laughs) Should we arrest him? You know? Because, um... It's probably a good idea if we do. Just in case, you know, you never know. We'll cover exactly what happens to Isaac at this point in his episode next episode, uh, yeah. but just know that stuff happens with him. All we need to know for this episode, from Andronicus's point of view, his friend leaves him with some troops to arrest uh, Isaac, and then the next he hears is that Isaac Angelos is in the Hajar Sophia, claiming sanctuary. Not only that, there was a huge crowd gathering who all thought that perhaps Isaac Angelos would be a better person to defend them against the giant army heading their way rather than this madman who was in charge. Andronicus announced, well, I'm not having any of this. I'm going to head down there. His advisors go, no, 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 no. No, 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 seriously, sir, don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, But Andronicus would hear nothing of it. He heads off to the Hajus Sophia up until the point he was about to leave the palace And then he sees the mob.
0: Oh. Ooh. Hi, guy. Do you want me to get my pecs out? No? Okay. well, that's a bottle.
1: Yeah, yeah, he changed (laughs) his mind very quickly. Fine, he announces. I'll defect. I give up. I'll defect. Uh, Manuel, my son Manuel can be emperor. Hello? Is anyone listening right now? No, he's too late. Unfortunately, if you wait until the point where people are starting to sharpen things, uh, they, they've already got blood in their minds and it's not going to work. No one was listening. People had already literally started to storm the palace yeah. at this point. Well, of course. Yeah. So, Andronicus did the only sensible thing. Did he try to attack the crowd? No, no, no. He ripped off his clothes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He fled into the uh, servant quarters and he grabbed a barbarian cloak. Oh, brilliant. He got down to the docks, he boarded a boat, and he set sail to the land of the Rus, just as he had done many years before. He's good at that, isn't he? He is good at that. However, this time, luck was not with him. He managed to land uh, in a town not far away and get a better boat that would sail him across the Black Sea, but when he tried to set sail in this boat, a storm washed the boat back up onto the shore. Ah oh, no. If, if we can believe Nicetus, he then tries several times uh, before they just have to give up. Uh, by this point, the men who had been sent after him to capture him catch up. He is arrested. He is tied up and thrown into a boat, which heads back to Constantinople. But they did not gag him. Oh, silver tongue. And he starts to talk. Yeah, he does. But either he's got rusty in his old age... <laughs> or let me go <laughs> <laughs> the soldiers had been paid enough it doesn't matter or
0: he's talking to Jeff <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> Jeff Jeff fully agrees of course I'll let you go of course I'll take you to Kiev sharp cut to him being arrested in Constantinople <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs>
1: Nicetas tells us that his attempts to talk his way out this time fail uh, he was placed in irons and presented to isaac uh, quote he was slapped in the face kicked on the buttocks Ugh. his beard was torn his Ooh. teeth pulled out bloody hell oh believe me it escalates we've not got far his hair shorn yeah it's not too bad he was made the common sport of all of those who gathered He was even battered by women who struck him in the mouth with their fists, especially by all those whose husbands were put to death or blinded by Andronicus.
0: And if you just have your teeth ripped out, that's going to hurt even more.
1: Yeah, essentially anyone who he had just executed because he was paranoid in the last uh, year or so. Right, line up, guys. (laughs) Yeah. He then had his right hand cut off. That means he can't, you know... (laughs) <laughs> I don't think he'd have been in the mood, to be honest. Uh, oh. he, was then, he was then blinded. Then he was paraded through the streets, probably on a donkey, because that's usual at this time, uh, into the Hippodrome. Oh. He is then strung up between two stone pillars, upside down. Right. Uh, interestingly, apparently, when Manuel first became emperor, a younger Andronicus leaned over to Manuel whilst they were watching the races and said to Manuel one day, an emperor who has annoyed their subjects will be strung up over there and they'll do awful things to him. And he just did it to freak Manuel out. Nah. Yeah, But apparently these are the same pillars that he pointed out, that he ends up being strung
0: up, upside down. And I'm sure at the time he realised the irony. Probably had a chuckle to himself. Probably did. Probably did. As the blood um, filled his lungs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you can
1: imagine, the thing's quite bad at the moment for him, yeah? He's had his teeth ripped out his hand cut off. He's been blinded. He's now hung upside down. Do you think things get, get worse? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then <laughs> then people stone him. Then people get spears and start just poking him. They don't run him through. They just keep cutting him with spears. Uh, at that point, the crowd starts pouring urine into the holes of his eyes. You're looking shocked. Yeah. like, And mm. he wouldn't even know what it is. Yeah, not good. In fact, I'll quote here, there was no one who did not inflict some injury on Andronicus.
0: See, here, this is a sadist in me. If I was in charge of his punishment, I'd have left his eyes in so he could see. Or at least one.
1: <laughs> Apparently, all he said over and over again at this point was, Lord, Ouch. have mercy. <laughs> Ouch. And Lord, have mercy. <laughs> why do you further bruise a broken reed? Which sounds very eloquent, considering everything. everything's yeah, no, happened teeth. so far. <laughs> yeah, uh, things then get worse. i quote... The crowd then attacked his genitals. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a sword is poked up his bottom. Hmm. Yeah. And then, seriously, skip ahead. If, if you're squeamish, <laughs> if you've not already. Remember, he's hung upside down. It's, it's sort of, his legs are, like, on different stone pillars. Uh, they then sort of... They do a bit of soaring.
0: Oh,
1: Yeah, with, with a sword. They just kind of go down a bit. Yeah. As in,
0: off or, like,
1: through through oh yeah yeah nasty and then apparently andronicus slowly lifted the stump of his arm to his mouth and just started sucking at the the stump and then he dies
0: why would he suck at his stump
1: well uh uh, apparently um, according to nicetus people thought he was trying to revive himself using blood He's
0: probably just gone a bit crazy. He's
1: know. probably just gone crazy through pain.
0: Yeah.
1: So there you go. Andronicus is dead after suffering a horrible, horrible,
0: horrible, horrible death. Horrible. And that is Andronicus. Well, I mean, you could argue he enjoyed his younger life. End of exactly. life, maybe not so much.
1: He should not have become emperor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Right.
1: Let's rate him. Um, he's not actually gonna do very well here. The only real fighting he succeeds at, on his own, is putting down the revolt of Nicaea. He wins a siege. He's got that. He is also involved in other fighting campaigns that are successful. When he was uh, fighting the Hungarians with Manuel, which I kind of glossed over. It's a good couple of years of fighting and campaigning, and he's leading troops and stuff there. So he definitely does fighting. He deserves fighting points there. Uh, But it's nothing amazing. There were no great stories in that section, which is one reason why I glossed over it. There's also a couple of things he did whilst in exile. He offered his services as a general a couple of times. He fought with the Georgians at one point. Um, So, yeah. He certainly has experience as fighting, and he wins things, and he won a siege. Uh, but he lost both battles against Thoros, uh, maybe one, it's debatable. Um, but that's about
0: all he does. He also ran through an entire army and managed to stab Thoros. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely forgot that. How are you not getting points for that? I mean, that's at least three points on its own, just that one. Yeah,
1: point. that's an amazing story. Because
0: if, if Thoros wasn't wearing Chainmail, he would have probably won. That's a very good point.
1: I, yeah, when I was doing my notes, I'd completely forgotten that. That story alone, I'm, I'm giving him five for that. Because <laughs> that's a great story. And I'm going to give him one for just having general battle experience. It's not great, but he's got a great battle story. And he did some fighting.
0: I'll match you. Twelve.
1: Yep. I'd, say, I'd say that's fair. He was Ultimately, he did more success than fail. That's a bad sentence. He succeeded more than he failed. Oh, but then maybe you should take a point off him for not fighting against the uh, invasion of the Normans.
0: That's true, because he didn't really care. Yeah, I'm
1: going to knock it down to five. All right, I'm going to keep my six.
0: Okay, that's eleven. That's 11. Next. So
1: you remember at the start when I said, I hope you're keeping track? Yep. Did Do you?
0: We... Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe missed a few things, but... So what did he do? Okay, so he had an affair with his cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, loads of inappropriate jokes and everything. He thought he was basically too clever, but because of that he was yeah. pretty much hated. Um, yeah. He basically planned to run away. He kept going about how his amazing rippling muscles made him an emperor. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's good. flexing all the time. He essentially did a Shawshank Redemption-style escape from prison.
1: Yeah, that's just amazing. He then
0: escaped, got re-caught yeah. in the same cell as his wife, who he then impregnated, apparently. Which is um, just bizarre, but yeah. yeah. Somehow then his wife disappears. Maybe, I don't know, she fell out the window. But um, then yeah. he managed to uh, convince a slave child to help him escape twice with rope and twine. And he managed to copy a key. That's damn some, some damn good opprobrium. He then yeah. stayed for three days in long grass waiting for that. Yeah. He managed to get back to court somehow and, you know, make friends. Um, he then... I mean, this is fighty, but he—it's a bit cra- He ran through a battlefield to stab someone with a spear.
1: That—that that is crazy. You forgot yeah. the—you uh, forgot the poo escape.
0: Oh, the di- I think I'm coming. Yeah, no, you're right.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did that one as well. Yeah, the, di-
0: the diarrhea escape as well. Um, yeah. He—he he just parked through a battle. He's like, "Nah, screw this," and goes <laughs> off to Antioch.
1: Yeah, I, I'm off to go and have sex yeah. with Manuel's relatives yeah, instead. The- Theodore in Jerusalem. He basically yeah. did
0: a tour around Baghdad. Um, uh, he did a big show when he went. Eventually, you know, with kids and his wife, they got captured by Manuel. Yeah, went yeah, back and apologized. A big change. You know, that was basically like you said. It was a show. Um, he talked his way out of it amazingly. Um, and the crazy, he got he got quite harsh when he became emperor with with yep. people. But basically, the treason trials essentially are back. Yeah. In in a way. Yep. Um And he then tied um, Angelos' mother to a battering ram.
1: Yeah. He has, more than any other emperor we've ever covered, I would argue, a mixture of the two types of Aprobium crazium we usually have. <laughs> we usually either have ridiculous, silly, fun Aprobium crazium, or oh, good God, that's horrific Aprobium Crasium. And he's got both of them. Yeah, that's a out rare. Liables. That is a yeah. rare.
0: Literally, in um, his
1: let, case. Let me give you one example uh, further of how unhinged and horrific he got towards the end. He ordered, when he was the emperor, uh, a man to be burnt to death in the Hippodrome. Nasty. But what makes it worse is they did not tie the man to the stake. Instead, a huge furnace was lit, lots of coals. No. And then men with poles poked him into the fire. Now, obviously, this is not efficient. The man kept avoiding the poles or even throwing himself into the poles to try and just knock himself out or something, but eventually he tires, and they were able to push him into the flames. He springs out of the flames, covered covered in burns, and scrambles to his feet, and they slowly prod him back in again. And he jumps out again, and i quote, This drama continued for some time, moving the spectators to tears. Finally exhausted, he fell back, and the raging flames engulfed his flesh. Apparently, this was a display so horrific that the crowd in the hippodrome, the crowd
0: in the hippodrome, <laughs> the ones the ones that pay to be in the splash zone, yeah, <laughs> went no, 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 this is this is too much. Do you know what? That is probably one of the most disturbing things I've heard. Yeah, it's it's
1: really nasty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He goes off the deep end at the end. He he goes completely paranoid and does horrible things. But then. It's like Tale of Two Halves. We've got the latter, him being the emperor, awful, horrible. And then you've got all the fun stuff before he was emperor. Where you're rooting for And it's all great and fun. Yeah. Um, Luckily for him, this is not the American series where he would end up losing lots of points for being Mm -hmm. awful. Luckily for him, the way this round works is he is going to get a lot of points. Oh, he is going to score well. I'm just gonna say I can't see how we can't give him four marks in this round. No, I've already typed in ten for me. So. Good. I mean, I've I've not been quite so impressed with a Probium Crasium since possibly Justinian II. Yeah. It's yeah. No, no. It's, it's, it's <laughs> that. It's almost that style of story. It is it just really an is. amazing story of a person's life, which ends in utter horror, which is the same as Justinian II. It's like a, a journey. It's a journey. Oh sorry, there was one more thing it might might sway you. Uh no one ever saw him burp. Alright. Nicetus tells us that. I'd okay. finished up my notes, I was literally shutting down the, the book that I was reading. It was uh, <laughs> online, so I was shutting down the uh the document. And um yeah, I just happened to see the line. No one ever
0: saw him burp. I mean there are people I've in my life I've never seen burp.
1: Yeah. Apparently good diet. He he ate mostly roast meats and apparently that meant he didn't burp very often. But I bet, though,
0: with all that protein, yeah. I bet he farted like a gun. Oh, maybe he did. Does that change your opprobrium crazium score? Uh, no. I could, no. I could, put, I could probably add one on. But...
1: <laughs> okay, on to the next round. Then off we go. Successes.
0: Success ultimate.
1: How successful was he?
0: Um, <laughs> it depends. Personally, hugely. I mean, hugely. Very, I mean yeah. he successfully
1: escaped prison.
0: Successfully became emperor. Yeah. Uh,
1: but this is how successful was he for the empire? Oh, not at all really not good i mean things were bad when he took over but the normans are outside the gates now and they're about to just take over the city so uh that's not good
0: do you think they're like camped outside while the
1: hippodrome things go they're not quite there yet but i mean it's, (laughs) it's 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 not it's not looking good uh one thing i can say is he repaired one of the main aqueducts so the city now had fresh water
0: that's that's i'd say that's positive
1: Can't sneeze at that. And also, if there's one thing he did do, is he cracked down on corruption, which was quite rife at this time uh, in the court.
0: Um,
1: Oh, yeah. Now, you could argue that that was incidental. It's very (laughs) hard to be corrupt. When when, everyone's dead. When everyone's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So who knows? Um, But apparently he did crack down on corruption and he built an aqueduct. Mm. So I'm going to give him a point each for those.
0: So, he's not I, getting nothing, um, but it's not good. I, I've given him three, because I think that's. Because I think the aqueduct thing's bigger than we think, because that's everyone in the city can. can yeah, not no, the get aqueduct thing is good. So that's a very good point. That yeah. is important, I think. So, you're yeah. him you with two? That's yeah. five. Oh,
1: sorry. You need to jump back into the premium Crazy Room. I missed something out. I just remembered something I read, and I didn't write it in my notes. Well, let's go back then. Got to go back to the start, remember? It's all on my system.
0: Fighting Maximus!
1: Okay. And now into the next room.
0: Approvium
1: crazy Right, here we are. Approvium crazy. Ah. There we go. I mean, it's not going to change his score. He's already on four marks. But just before he was captured at the end, when he thought Isaac Angelos was going to take over, he feared that Angelos was going to empty the prisons and they were going to revolt against him. So he mm. issued the order that every single person imprisoned in the entire city be executed immediately.
0: Ooh. Yeah,
1: that would have been a massacre had that have gone through.
0: Because they're probably some very small, petty things as well. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. escape
0: Like s- some people, you know, park, cart uh, parking violation.
1: Exactly, exactly. You need to small, spend a night in stuff. prison and it's yeah. like, sorry, you got to slit yeah. your throat So, still ten, but it's just one yeah. of those things that I remembered.
0: Anyway, back to Successors Ultimus. Success Ultimus. Do you know what I love about the crazy in room? What? It's got that annoying sign-ons like... You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. It's quite nice. Yeah. I just like the sad clown. Yeah. I feel slightly sorry for him, though, because he just never looks happy.
1: No, he doesn't. I'm not convinced he's still alive. He hasn't moved for a few months. He's not. I mean, I've not been feeding him. Are we supposed to? I don't know. He survived a very long time without us feeding him, but... No. Anyway. Never mind Anyway We're in the success Ultimus room uh, yeah. With with the alive gerbils So Yeah anyway what, what, what we're giving him I said two You said three So that's five it's Five yeah Five Okay next Images. Images. Got a quote here He was well proportioned And of wondrous comeliness <laughs> Erect Yeah he was in posture Oh And of heroic stature And although he was well into old
0: age His face was youthful form. Ooh, oh, beard, yes. Yeah. I mean, automatically that's five points. Two-pronged
1: beard. Mm. We've not seen a beard like this before. That's got two points on it. Well, similar to uh, Severus. Oh yes, of course. What am I talking about? Of course we've seen a two-pronged beard before, we not his... for a very long time. We've seen his bust. Yes, yeah, we have. He looks quite happy in that. That moustache almost looks twirly as well, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's a beard, yeah. but the moustache definitely goes over the beard. It's not an all-in-one thing. There was no, a yeah. twirly, Sorry. almost twirly moustache on top of a two-pronged beard. It is everything you'd want from the kind of beard that Andronica yeah. should have. That's uh, pretty he's glorious. got a few wrinkles in this, because like, like it says, he's getting on in age. But, uh, yeah, you get the feeling this doesn't give the best impression, because uh, no. apparently he was a sight to behold, and he was full of charm. And this just really doesn't show it
0: that much, although it's not bad. I'd say a bad what, though, image. he's... I think his eyes uh, are quite... Yeah. I see them as being quite expressive. And yeah, the lines kind, on his, I'm, you could like, say. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's shown I'm sure as his... that man
1: was being poked into the flames and looking up at these kind eyes, he thought, what kind eyes?
0: Yeah, Yeah, kind, I think
1: so. Kind eyes.
0: <laughs> How it burns. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. It's not bad. I'm liking the detail. Yeah. I like his hat. It looks like, like a maths hat because it's got lots of shapes on it. Yeah. Uh, and his eight. beads...
0: Eight. Ooh, I will give him eight Four,
1: not bad How long does he last?
0: Do you know what, I generally have no idea I couldn't even hazard a guess uh, I mean I will hazard a guess if you want um, I, d- I don't think it was like I get the feeling it wasn't over ten years I think it was a lot shorter than. Well, I think it was shorter than that So okay. go for, I'm going to go for Seven-ish, five to seven years I don't know 11.83
1: to 11.85, two years. Oh, oh really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, only two years. Short, sharp reign of terror, just like Caligula. <laughs> so that is 0.25 for Tempo Completo, which gives him a total score of... So 40.25. 40.25. Not bad score for someone who's scored so low in success as Ultimus, but there you go, be a crazy bleep and then you're going to rake in some of the marks and we love the Uh, crazy (laughs) well we do and that leads us to a question that I don't think will be hard to answer
0: do they have a certain genie caesar absolutely
1: oh definitely I mean you can't (laughs) have multiple prison break stories and not get genie caesar you can't deliberately make it your life goal to annoy the emperor by sleeping with everyone in his family
0: (laughs) and not get genie caesar exactly and I, I, and the thing is, like in the chariot race at the end, where he'll pit all the, the winners against each other, he'll be in the stands like flirting with the you know the wives. Oh, yeah. yeah, he will. You will not even need to take part. He's
1: like, I've got this. Yeah, you're right. Justinian will be thinking, I've won the race, and he'll look around to go, "Ha, you're a loser, Andronicus." Uh, where's Andronicus? Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it's a definite yes. He, he definitely has Genesis R. Uh, you've got to love the unconventional ones.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: The Comnenai dynasty are a, a dynasty to be reckoned with. You have three incredibly strong emperors in a row, all getting Genesis R for being strong emperors. Then you've got Alexios II, that's a blip, a child who died. And then you've got the final Comnenai, who is also scoring very highly and getting Genesis R for just being crazy. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, don't come nice. Now we have the Dynasty of the Angels, Jamie. So we'll have to find out how they go. But that's for next time. Yeah. Yes. And until next time, thank you very much for listening. If you were on our live stream, thank you very much for coming to our live stream. We had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we've already said thank yous in the American podcast, but if case you're not listening to that one at the moment. Um yeah, thank you if you turned up and thank you to all the people who joined us of a podcast who joined us such as Grim Reading and Pontifex and Saga Thing and Rex Factor and the Presidency's podcast and it was a good time. Had it was. by all. It was slightly intimidating. There was so many people. It was it was scary. I was not expecting that many people
0: to turn. Oh, up. I was expecting like eight?
1: <laughs> yeah. It was good. And half half of those were just like pity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other half were our relatives. Yeah. But no, no,
0: it's a lot more no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It was good. So um, thank you very much for that. And also thank you for following us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram yep. if you're bothering, although we don't bother. Um, and don't forget you can follow, you can download us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher and Amazon as well. And we will look at how to get all this on Spotify because I think it's probably quite easy to do that. No, I think I this know. one is on Spotify, isn't it? It's the is it? one that's not. it? Brilliant,
1: okay. Well, you, you told me once it was and I believed you, so. Yeah,
0: it may have been during the live thing and I I was not I was getting mixed up. But... No, no, this was years ago. Oh, OK. Yeah, I yeah. think you just have to literally press a button on Podbean. No. Again, if this is maybe the... something yeah. we
1: should work out.
0: Yeah, if you if, if I can log on to the American one, I can I can do that yeah.
1: really quick. Oh, we'll do that then. Anyway, yeah. you don't need to listen to us planning what we're doing with the podcast. No. Yeah. No. So, uh, we'll sign off. Uh, until next time. Take a look at my abs. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Hello. What? Ah, my name is Susan. Nice to meet you.
1: Yes, what, whatever, Susan. Um, I, I, I'm here for Theodora. Uh,
0: oh, the, Oh, she's... You yeah, she's know, over, the yes, Emperor's
1: I, niece.
0: Yeah, well, she's over there, but I'd just like to say I, I very much ad- admire you.
1: Susan, I don't like to be mean, but my time is precious. And you, quite frankly, are not worth my time.
0: Oh, well, I'm sorry. Let me just grab your... Oh, is that a muscle?
1: Yes, Susan, of course it's a muscle, and I'm not surprised you noticed it. Here's another.
0: Oh, it's so big.
1: Yes, ha- had quite enough, Susan?
0: Oh, no, Now, no.
1: Susan, Susan. Uh, yes? I don't, don't like to be mean, and you know me. Uh, you probably heard the, the rumours, they're all true, by the way. Uh, I'm a sweet-talking man, but quite frankly, only when it suits me, and I do not understand what you have to offer. Now, please, kindly, get Theodora for me.
0: Oh, I have heard you are a sweet-talking man. I would love to take some of that silver tongue. Susan? Yes?
1: Remove your hand, Susan.
0: I did not want to.
1: Susan, remove the hand.
0: Okay. Okay. Susan? Yes?
1: Remove the other hand. Good. Now you've disentangled yourself, and for the last time, could you please go and get the relative of the Emperor? For I much desire to speak to her.
0: Oh, but she's all the way over there. I'd love so much to nibble your earlobe.
1: Susan, I'm not entirely sure what you expect me to be getting from this, but uh, it's not working.
0: Not yet. Oh, 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 Oh,
1: Seriously, for the last time. Theodora.
0: Well, why would you want to speak to her anyway? What does she have that I don't?
1: To put it bluntly, she's related to the Emperor. Oh, really? Yes. So, quite frankly, get out of my way. You see this necklace I'm wearing?
0: What? Yes, the one with the K on it. Do you know what that stands for? Carol. No, my name's Susan. No, what? uh, whatever. No, it stands for my surname. Well, what's your surname?
1: Comninos. You don't mean? Oh yes. You are. I am.
0: I am Manuel's second auntie, twice removed.
1: Susan, I want your babies.